Well, hello there, and welcome to We Ship It, our icy cold frozen episode. That's right. We have a feeling this one is going to be popular. We are discussing Anna and Kristoff from Frozen and Frozen 2. Yep. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi everyone, I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And welcome to We Ship It, the continuation of our second season, which includes Disney and animated themed episodes. Indeed, and we wanted to start off after establishing a Disney princess theme. We didn't want to right. step on those toes um, with one of the more popular modern princesses from Frozen. Now, Anna and Kristoff come together on an adventure when they're trying to find Elsa. And, oh, I, keep, I said Anna. It's Anna, Devin. It's Anna. Just it's okay. <laughs> hold me accountable this episode because it's we'll going it to happen a lot. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so, you know, they, they grow together really quickly from that adventure they have together. Absolutely. Yee. And we want to give everyone our spoiler alert before mm-hmm. we begin. So take a watch of Frozen before listening, unless you kind of know the tale already or don't mind hearing plot details. Yep. And with that, let's hop into our summary. So close your ears if you don't like plot spoilers. Um, In Frozen, in the first one, Elsa is born with the ability to create and control ice and snow. And when her sister Anna um, and she are little, she accidentally hurts her with her powers. um, And her parents decide to wipe Anna's memory of the magic entirely Mm -hmm. Um, because it was a sort of dangerous thing they want to keep elsa hidden everyone's safe whatever um so and we're gonna thank the rock trolls for that because they were able to help wipe her memory and hide elsa away from anyone she might hurt so after years of being secluded to a room elsa grows up afraid of her own powers essentially not really sure how to control them um the girl's parents actually eventually die tragically um in a boat accident and elsa has to become queen at a pretty young age elsa tries to get through her coronation day but ends up showing the town her powers and when she's scared she runs away, leaving the town kind of in this forever storm um, mm-hmm. and fleeing to the mountains. So Anna goes on this adventure to save her and find her and save the town. And she runs into an ice harvester named Kristoff, who helps her find and save her sister. The two fall in love and peace is restored to the kingdom when Elsa learns that love is the key to controlling her powers. Um, that is until Frozen 2 where they all go on further adventures to save Arendelle, or is it Arendelle? I never know. Arendelle, you're good. Say it, whatever. <laughs> and they discover an enchanted forest filled with new wonders and a lot of past history too. Um, and the sisters restore balance to the elements, bring back peace to the kingdom and the, what North is Aldra. that? Northoldra tribe. <laughs> I did watch this movie, I promise. But man, these, these names. Um, and then Anna becomes queen of Arendelle and Elsa has finally come to terms with her power and becomes the fifth spirit. And Anna and Kristoff get engaged to be married, which he tries to do the whole movie and That's then right. finally gets the courage to do it. And I love it. Love it. In the meantime, there was this uh, Prince Hans who kind of got in the way of things, but we might touch on him later on. So with that being said, 
I love this story. So let's dive right into Anna and Kristoff, shall we? Mm. All right. So a princess and an ice harvester, not the most likely pair. No. Why does this relationship not fit the Disney mold? Or does it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think it's an interesting twist on the early Disney princess tale. We kind of talked about that in our... Mm -hmm. um, in our earlier episodes for this one, um, of a prince finding a young poor girl and she marries him to become a princess. Well, it's kind of the exact opposite here. Um, Mm -hmm. Anna is the princess this time around, and the story really doesn't center around their relationship anyway. They meet on an adventure to save her sister. So the story is not about them finding each other and falling in love and becoming prince and princess. Um, Rather, they meet on a daring and bold adventure, and Anna just takes the reins with a lot of it, and that's why Kristoff falls in love with her. Um, and it's kind of clear that that's her main focus throughout the the movies. Her relationship with Kristoff is a side thing, and you definitely see that in the second movie where he like keeps <laughs> trying to ask her to marry him, and then she's just like, no, like, well, she doesn't say no, but she she keeps on stepping on his toes essentially without knowing that right. he's trying to propose to her, right. and it's really sad to watch. Um, but it's very interesting to see a Disney princess go through this struggle of do I choose my sister or do I choose my lover? And it's interesting because usually stepsisters are like the bane of the princess's existence in most tales. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's this one that the sister relationship is really the most important thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I love the trope reversal. Um, We got to use we got so used to the handsome prince enticing a young maiden that this one really threw us um here we have this young princess who quickly falls in love with another prince and truly believes that it's true love yeah um so on the other hand we have a rugged man who's so used to being alone that he comes off as selfish and poor guy like a lonely body like (laughs) that's just the way he is at the start so at first glance there's no way these two have a chance at love but throughout the film viewers get glimpses at the power couple these two can and eventually do become the story didn't even focus on a romantic love like um stephanie already said it doesn't even focus on the romantic love, but a familial one as they embark to rescue Elsa from herself, really, which is another powerful twist to the tale. Um, the villain throughout the throughout is really the queen and her fear of her powers. Like it's unusual to see um, Disney take on this like inner conflict kind of deal. We're usually seeing this um, inner conflict, but that's not usually the highlight of the movie. Whereas this one, we do see a, the highlight of the movie is this inner this internal conflict that she's dealing with Mm -hmm. um that is until hans rears his ugly face so screw that guy am i right oh freaking (laughs) hans we'll talk about that jerk later um but moving on so the next question Kristoff and anna both live lives of full isolation how does this reflect in their character ticks so when we first meet Kristoff, he's miserly alone in the world (laughs) and puts up boundaries when it comes to human interaction. I mean, he's an ice harvester. That says a lot about his character right there. He's cold and distant. And because he's been an orphan and raised by rock trolls and the wilderness, he can come off as selfish and self-reliant. Um, I mean, he sings a song about how reindeer are better than people, people. and he talks <laughs> and he talks to himself through he, through Sven. Um, so he Which, doesn't sound that dude like, is nuts a little bit. I got yeah, he say. doesn't have it all there, guys. I'm sorry, um, but. <laughs> 
For Anna, her life was turned upside down when her parents were killed at sea. She went from a happy young princess in a flourishing kingdom to a shut-in child neglected by her only family, Elsa. So Anna spends years not feeling like she's worth anyone's time. So at the coronation ceremonies, when her sister actually starts to talk to her and seemingly Prince um, Charming notices her, she becomes infatuated with a feeling yeah. of love, something <clears throat> she's been longing for for years. So she gets this like all-encompassing like oh yeah love i finally get to feel something yeah someone actually cares for me and she kind of gets wrapped up in it yeah i love that they're both a bit quirky in social uh, situations like that's what makes them great together i think in honest case it means she's a little bit more desperate for people and for love and mm-hmm. in christoph's case it makes him trust people a little bit less so i think it's an interesting balance between anna who's in love with every person she meets a little too extreme and christoph who's a little bit like stay away from me and watching right. them come together and show each other the best of both sides is a really great thing to see yeah. um but yeah that's really all i had you hit the nail on the head Devin. man <laughs> all right <laughs> moving forward why does christoph at the start have a more pessimistic view of people and love I mean, that's a good question. I think he's been isolated for his entire life and he kind of thinks people are like cheating crooks. Um, You see it from the very beginning when he echoes Elsa's statement or sentiment that you can't fall in love with someone that you just met. They're both right, but I think they're also very sheltered and guarded people. And Mm -hmm. that's just very clear from the moment that we meet Kristoff. And I love that Kristoff and Elsa have this little like almost agreement on some things. Whereas Anna's like this guiding light um it's really funny to me to <laughs> trying watch. to help both of them through their struggles <laughs> exactly <laughs> but what do you think Devin? so he's essentially more pessimistic because of what or you just talked about what you yeah. already mentioned as well um he's been a loner most of his life so subconsciously he's just rejected any kind of love yeah he's also guarded himself do we know anything about his parents no, we really, I don't think so, as far yeah, as I'm don't know concerned. Um, he's guarded himself from being that, um, so that people can be out for more than just themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes up in his sleigh ride with Anna, and not the typical sleigh ride we think about when we hear that classic Christmas tune. He denounces yeah. Anna's belief that she's found true love and her, and her plans to marry Hans, even though they've just met, like, three hours ago and i mean he was right right him and elsa were both semi-right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i love it i definitely um he has that um stone cold kind of side but anna quickly swoops in and is able to melt that and we're it's adorable <laughs> ah, i love that you're using words like melt i mean that's perfect mm-hmm. for this particular episode yep. um but next question how does spending their adventure together in the first film help develop them individually? Hmm. So I think Anna becomes braver and more in love with herself throughout the journey. Um, she learns how to fight for what she loves and becomes someone who is willing to sacrifice her, herself for a sister who's cast her aside for so many years. Mm-hmm. Her heart, although turning cold due to her sister's mad- misguided magic, is bursting and has never felt more alive. 
Kristoff, mm-hmm. however, is similarly warming up to people, especially Anna, as I already mentioned. He melts around her and it takes Sven to make him realize the feelings he's developed for this girl. I love that scene where they're like, <laughs> he's like, no, you get back in there. <laughs> you yeah. go to that kingdom. <laughs> yeah. That's your girl. I um, know. <laughs> he becomes a selfless, loving, and sacrificial gentleman through his time with Anna. Um, he, he mirrors Anna's personality, the bashful, quirky, charming sense. Um, and they in turn are actually more alike than different. They're so much fun. I think Kristoff learns to let his guard down around on. He learns mm-hmm. to trust a little bit more sure. and to love a little bit more. And I think she, she learns a little bit more of the practical skills. And I think they're the perfect pair in that sense. You see it almost right away when they meet each other. She asks him to uh, take her to the mountain. And mm-hmm. so you see her forcefulness. You see her hope in something that seems hopeless. She tries and to be forceful. <laughs> exactly. But she gets it done. And mm-hmm. she's the person who has this big lofty goal. And he's the person that helps you figure out all the logistics to get there. And that's what I like right. watching them uh, help each other develop into a really good team. That's something that I really I, I value about the two of them being together because it's like when they come together, they're the perfect adventurer as, as one almost because <laughs> you have the lofty goal and then the way to get there. Um, right. But next question. Um, so what are some of your, we've been talking about these guys now. Yep. So what are some of your favorite moments with these two? Well, I love when Anna is taken to meet his troll family. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I scene. think it's the cutest moment when they're embarrassing him. Like I so relate to it because you know my freaking family. Um yeah, but I just okay. <laughs> I just love his little crazy family. And I just love any moments that they're like holding each other. Like Kristoff is a full on freaking bear dude and Anna's so small. <laughs> and I just I love, love them together. Like they're so cute, but I, I would say probably the troll family meeting or just any time that they're like doing a little hug because you can see the difference in size. And that's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite, Devin? So these two have so many fun moments. But one of my favorites is when Anna tries to climb the side of the mountainside um, mm-hmm. and shows her stubborn, I can do this attitude. And Kristoff knows she won't make it, but lets her do her thing anyways. Um, then when Olaf says that there's a nice staircase that leads right to the ice palace, Anna, <laughs> Anna jumps right into Kristoff's arms and says, thanks, that was like a crazy trust exercise. <laughs> so while it's such a small moment, it just features their character so well. Like he's he lets her do her thing. He's like, yeah, whatever. All right, this is not going to work. You're not going to do it. It's going to be difficult. And she's like, nah, I can do this. And, and she's like, wow, that was great. Thanks. <laughs> I love like every moment between these two. Yeah. Uh, but moving on. At the close of the film, Kristoff actually asks for consent before planting one on Anna. How does this veer from the normal Disney relationship? I love this. It is a huge step for relationships presented in film and TV shows as a whole. Um, this is one of the first consent moments I've ever seen. And for it to be presented in a Disney movie when the audience is presented for children is amazing. Um, yeah. So it shows a moment where the guy shows respect for the girl. And instead of just forcing a kiss, which they both might enjoy anyway, he asks if he can plant one on her and allows her to make the move. Love it. Chivalry is not dead. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> and I think it doesn't just it doesn't just veer from Disney, but also general depictions and of love culture at today all too. in films. In culture, in films, it's like a nice, you deserve respect and you deserve to decide for yourself if you want to kiss from me moment. It's like, instead of just, here's a kiss, take it or leave it. Um, it's sort of just like a, do you want to kiss? Here you go. Um, I think it shows respect yeah, for Yeah, and Anna, I don't see it as like a weak moment for him either. Me neither. No, no, like it is strong. Do that, so I'm just like, it's not... He's not no, no, no. I enjoy it a lot. I think he's being, I think he's being a perfect gentleman, gentleman. by doing that. Right. Okay. Next, Next question. question. I am recognizing that I did not answer. So we're going forward with it anyway. I'll come up with something. Go ahead. <laughs> too much. <laughs> How does Disney change the role of, a, of the rescuing man in this set of Disney films? Well, I think it's obvious because, I mean, the rescuing man is the is the early Disney mm -hmm. guy that we find. Um, you'll you'll see if you compare Frozen to the other modern Disney tales we talked about, it's typically not the man that's doing the rescuing. Like there are moments in Tangled where Flynn is the rescuer, but there are also moments where Rapunzel mm -hmm. is, and there are definitely moments where Tiana is the rescuer yes. in Princess and the Frog, and it's the same in Frozen. You see Anna rescuing him sometimes. He definitely rescues rescues her. Sure. But it's not like it's not like Anna is this damsel in distress that's being rescued by a dude. I think that um, it's kind of hard to to watch actually for me in the in Frozen Two when um, when Kristoff is sort of feeling like what do I do? Like he feels helpless mm -hmm. almost because Anna's trying to help her sister and he knows he can't really do anything about it. And he's kind of upset that she's picking right. her sister, but he understands it. And like eventually he comes around and understands it better, but it, it's kind of sad to watch almost because he doesn't know how to be a rescuing man to her, but right. then eventually he does. And we talk about this later when he, um, when he rescues her in the end. And he just says, what do you need rather than what are you doing? Yeah, we'll get um, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't spoil. But go ahead, Devin. What do you think? So Anna demonstrates again and again that she doesn't need Kristoff, that she's willing to do it the hard way, but she enjoys having his support. Even when she's in danger and Kristoff is crossing the gorge to get to her, she turns away from him and instead goes to protect Elsa. So, and then in the second movie, Kristoff again is shown as a more sidekicky kind of character in the leading for the leading ladies. Um, but still a prominent role in the film overall. Yeah. Here, Anna ends up going off with Elsa and leaving Kristoff behind. She faces some of her biggest fears and deals with heavy issues all on her own without this man to protect her or to shield her from um, anything. Like, she experiences the loss of Olaf, for goodness sakes. Such a sad moment. It's so it. sad. <laughs> oh, my um, But he's not able to rescue her there. And when he does rescue her, quote unquote, um, he does it in a more supportive manner yeah. than we're used to. But like we already mentioned, we're going to get to that very shortly. Yes, we will. So moving on so we can get there shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, in the second film, Kristoff is madly in love with Anna and prepares to propose. Should he naturally want it to go perfectly? <laughs> so this is honestly the best thing ever. We've seen Kristoff go from a super closed off um, guy to this fun, quirky dude who gets nervous around the ladies. Um, Disney shows a guy being vulnerable and it's perfect. 
Should he want the proposal to go perfectly? I mean, absolutely. Kristoff's struggle here reminds me of Jim and Pam from The Office. It does. Um, <laughs> where Jim also wanted the proposal to go perfectly. And he planned it all out only to make the move um, at a gas station in the rain because he couldn't wait any longer to not be engaged to Pam. So Kristoff tries to find the right setting and the right words. And he stumbles again and again. This makes the proposal even more, even more <laughs> cute. <laughs> makes it even more cute, but also more sincere and honest when he finally does pop the question. Yeah, um, it's he tries great. to. He gets he gets his thinking out of the way. He just does it because it's natural to him. Um, yes, I mean every guy, it's every guy's dream to kind of like woo the girl and like when he proposes to her. Yeah. But um, so I get where he's coming from, but. Um, also just being sincere and honest is the way to go too so it, it wouldn't be them if it was perfect i mean the two of them are so quirky if it ended up being the perfect moment um mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been authentic like you said although i think him having to sort of be a bumbling idiot through most of them and then coming to his <laughs> last attempt it was hilarious to watch it was the perfect build-up for that last moment where everything right. was actually ready to and okay and solid for him to ask her because mm-hmm. um, there were things left, you know, out out there needing to be solved while he was trying to ask her. And it, it just felt more of a, a closure and more of an end and more of a, a final thing for him to ask her at the end. So I thought it was, it ended up being the perfect timing, but I don't think it would have been them if it was perfect ultimately. Right. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Next. How does Anna and Kristoff have a role reversal in the second film in regards to past royal couples? Yeah, same as we mentioned before. Anna kind of just does what she wants. She follows the modern Disney princess trend of being self-sufficient, and her relationship with Kristoff is secondary to that of hers and her sister's. Kristoff kind of takes the place of I'm here as a sidekick mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, He does his own thing, but he is more the one helping out Anna when she needs it other than the other way around, which is what we see in a lot of the Disney princesses of earlier. Um, She doesn't need the saving. Yeah. Anna experiences a lot of growth during this um, movie, this particular movie. She does. She does, but she doesn't need the saving, which I find a nice twist. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we see that a lot in the modern age, um, almost so much that I find it exhausting, but it's a nice twist, at least from that early Disney princess right. mold. You know, yeah. what about you, Devin? I don't really have much to add. Um, Anna wears the pants for a bit here, but it's not like an I'm in charge relationship. Yeah, in fact, no. neither of them really emanate a controller of the relationship. That's true. Um, they have this balance where they allow each other to be themselves. Yeah. Um, what I find interesting, as I've already mentioned, is that Anna doesn't need Kristoff, but she still wants him there with her. Yeah. Um, she doesn't need him to be there to be her guard, to be her guide. She just needs him. Yeah, she just wants him in her life, and it's the same with him. Like, they improve each other's lives, but they're not, like, requirements to survive. Like, it's not an unhealthy thing. It's a very healthy relationship. I think one Mm -hmm. of the most healthy ones that is portrayed in a Disney film. Yeah. Um, But, so going on to our favorite little question here, not the last one yet, but this one we've been wanting to talk about for a little while. Um, In the climax of the second film, Kristoff and Sven race to catch Anna as an earth giant chases after her. Upon picking her up, Kristoff asks, what do you need? 
How is he not the classic knight in this moment? So this is the ultimate relationship moment for them. Kristoff allows Anna to take the lead here and once again acts as the supportive boyfriend who is there to help, not take control, and try to save the day. He respects her and knows she can make decisions on her own. He understands that. He can swoop in and save her from the Earth Giants, but he doesn't have to go all I'm the knight here. Let me show you my guns. Let me show you my sword. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. he understands that she can do her own thing and that she has a plan and he trusts her. Yeah. And I think even different than it just being a good thing for as a guy to a girl, it's also just like a very trusting moment between two friends. Like even if they weren't like romantically involved, I find this moment to just show that he trusts her entirely um, to know what she is doing and not try to take over himself. Like he just asks her how he can help, not what right. are you doing? And he, he knows she's absolutely brilliant and she'll do everything right and she'll always choose the right path. So what he does is not say, what are you doing? Here's how I can help. Like, here's how I can fix it to make it work. Like, blah, blah, blah. What he says is, I know what you're doing is right. I trust you to make the right decision. I am going to just follow your lead. And that's something that, how can even I help just you in get a friendship, your, get your goal finished? Like, exactly. He doesn't even think twice. Puzzle. How can I assist you? Exactly. He doesn't even right. think twice in that moment. No. And I think that the two of them would do that for either. They trust each other so much. They'd do that for the other person. I'm excited to see how they develop if this continues. Oh, me too. Me too. Me too. All right. So with that, our Bring it on. favorite question. Do we ship it? Heck yeah, of course, of course I ship it. Like there's no, I mean, you know, there aren't even really too many flaws in this relationship. Obviously in the first one, they have to face the whole Hans thing. And in the right. second one, he goes through his proposal and her struggle with like choosing him over her sister, which she doesn't really have to do, but she makes it into her own struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately they're so cute. They're so quirky. They're so fun. They learn about each other's families. They become a part of the family um, <laughs> and they just trust each other and help each other get to new ground and, and a better place. So I, I love the two of them. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I definitely love that they accept each other for their quirkiness. Um, like his family are rock trolls and she's yeah. just like, yeah, she's awesome. Like, this okay. is great. Like, okay, this is fine. Um, and she doesn't have parents and she doesn't have a normal relationship. Like she didn't have a normal relationship with her sister and she's a princess. So he's like, yeah, all right, this is fine. That's like fine. I'm okay with this. Like <laughs> yeah. they accept each other's like bad qualities, even even in the midst of their relationship. So I I do, I love these two. And if I had to choose a Disney princess alone, I would choose Anna, but Tangled is still my favorite movie. Okay. Okay. But if I had to choose a princess, Anna would be the one. I mean, Anna kicks butt. So I get that. For sure. Um, But yeah, so we have so much fun with Frozen. Like we will probably talk about it again because I just love comparing it to other Disney relationships. Mm -hmm. But um, we want to move on to our commenting section now. So we have our first comment from Katie. And Katie says um, they have chemistry and obviously are devoted to each other. Kristoff trying to rescue her on the frozen lake in the gusts of winds. But they don't really seem to trust each other which is Katie's take on this, which I think I disagree, but I think I understand what you're saying with their miscommunications that happen Mm -hmm. throughout. Um, 
their relationship still feels very immature, insecure, and even the second film. And I, you know what? As much as I disagree, probably mostly with what you're saying, Katie, I appreciate. Thank you for sending the comment. I, I understand um, where you're I, coming from about the insecurity, though, for the yes. second one. Like, that, that's kind of like a negative side to, yes. um, to him in the second one is that he does focus too much on, like, is this right? And yes. what do I do without her? But like, even with that, like we still get a strong couple in the end. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. I think, thank you so much, Katie, for your comment. Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate I your think, honesty and the yes, insight for this. It's, couple. it's nice sometimes to get like a hot take that we don't necessarily agree, agree with. with. Yeah. Um, but I think it is interesting that you bring this up because if you do think about watching frozen Two, pretty much Kristoff's entire character yeah. development in the thing is just worrying about what she's going to say and like how he's going to propose. And right. That's, that's one great. negative side that I, yeah. that I, do agree with is that his character growth is kind of lacking in that respect it is, it is. but as a couple they're great they're good <laughs> <laughs> all right so and now i'm going to read the next comment and it comes from sherry and she states this is one of the only modern disney couples that i've enjoyed so far i don't know what it is but it's just something about these two lovebirds that hits me in the right spot Christoph and anna support each other and love each other even at their worst they have certainly grown and developed individually and as a couple throughout their journey together and it's a refreshing take on the disney royalty trope I love it. Thank you, <laughs> Sherry, for your Thank comment. You. Of course, we agree. <laughs> um, and with that, we are done with our Frozen Spectacular. Mm -hmm. Join us next time for episode reveal moment. Devin, tell us who we're going to be talking about. Sure thing. Next week, we will be talking about Jack Skellington and Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I know we spoke about them a bit in our Halloween special last season, but we figured we'd um, still hold on to them because they are a true fan favorite. And so we wanted to give them their own special episode. Yes. And if you guys have any comments on that or anything of the sort, if you want to, you know, join us for an episode, anything, feel free to email us at weshipitpodcast.com or mm -hmm. go on our website at weshipitpodcast.wixsite.com slash weshipit or find us on social media. Absolutely. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, you can also hit subscribe and leave subscribe. a comment. We'd be happy to hear from you. Yep, yep. Or leave us a review and rating because we need them. So thanks, guys, for listening. And have a great week going into the unknown. <laughs> I love that. You like have my a good one, guys. key there? That's beautiful, great. Beautiful, beautiful. Excellent. <laughs> have a good day, you guys. See you, See you guys. next time.